Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. So I'm going to propose for this episode, we just uh, kind of gloss over, just skip Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and get right to Flash. Sound good? All, oh, all on board. The pain. Stab us right in the back. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed um, TV this week on Tuesday until about 9 o'clock. So uh, <laughs> what do you guys think? I will not be that hard on it. I did enjoy Flash more, but <laughs> for a different podcast. That is for a different podcast. This podcast is It's All Connected, episode 54? Yes, the in 54th a row. Nice. in a row a Marvel Studios podcast. Uh, and we're talking about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., One of Us. One of Us. One, one of Us. There it is. All right, Got my name is Ken Morgan. Yeah, and you talked over me again. My name is Ken Morgan, and I'm joined by Russell Lathan and talker Johnny M. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Blah, blah. So what do we have to talk about tonight? Anything? I can't stop staring at that one minute of Age of Ultron footage. It's, like, mesmerized me. It's all in the swing. Oh, my God. Do you get the feeling that uh, Thor is going to have the smallest role of no. the... No, okay. I no, get that from, feeling, from, but... No, from what I'm understanding, he's going to have a pretty pretty significant role um, up to and including the ultimate resolu- resolution of the conflict. Or at least have a, a contributing role in that. Yeah, I'm so, sure. No, no. I, I, don't, I didn't expect him to be left out. I guess just from the footage that we've seen... They haven't shown us too much Thor. It's definitely Iron Man centric. The the footage that we've gotten, and that, and that makes sense. Yeah, no, there, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it has been. But one thing I did pick up from the trailer, if we want to talk about this, because I don't know how much of a spoiler this is. Um, but I'm thinking back to last season, the Invasion to Shield, when Maria Hill was on. She's talking about how Tony's, uh, you know, they're privatizing global security. Here it is. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, the Avengers. And uh, Steve's the boss. Tony just makes the stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I mean the the whole having his shield magnetically attached to the to his uh, his arm, um, flipping the motorcycle into the jeep. I mean, it was just like it, it was. That's the kind of trailer you need to hook. You know the 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 masses. Like that's what right. I think people want to see. I mean. I if I had any criticisms for the other trailers is I don't think there was enough fun in those trailers. I think it was a little too dark in tone. Um and I think like a, like a DC movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the things that Avengers had and the Marvel stuff in general is this mass appeal. You know, people feel like they could take their younger children that maybe n- under normal circumstances PG-13 maybe something they would avoid, but but for the for the Marvel stuff, it's been pretty tame on the on the thirteen side. You know, maybe Guardians had a couple uh, things that were off color, uh, but for the most part, it's been it's been a pretty tame PG thirteen in my in my opinion. So when they kind of unleashed that dark trailer uh, for the first one, I mean, not that it was you know like doom and gloom, the creepy Pinocchio one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so to see this minute, you know, minute and change of footage. Uh, you know where we get all the cool actiony stuff. You know we get the, you know like I said we get the, the shield thing. We get the motorcycle flip. We get the, the, the awesome scene of Thor flipping up the shield and smacking it with his hammer and sending it on its way. I mean that was just like genius. Right. You know one thing I remember from an early synopsis is that the whole um, Ultron project, you know, was uh, supposedly something that Tony. Um, 
an old program that Tony kind of resurrected or started tinkering with again. And I can't, you know, wonder, maybe we talked about this, if, if that old project is something that Hank Pym worked on back in the day with his dad or with S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. And um, that'll be our connection to get a Voltron and, and, and Pym. Um, and maybe we'll see a little bit of that in Ant-Man later. I'm just curious to see if it goes that route. I know they say it's going to be Tony's thing. They didn't want to crowd overcrowd it. But th- there's still a good way they can hook it in there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm ready for May. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, I'm ready for I'm... April 10th. But Yeah. Um... See, I'm ready for May. But we have April 10th coming up in a couple weeks before then. And... Uh... Yeah, it's still looking forward to that. 20 days away. Three weeks. 21 days, I guess. As we record this three weeks from tonight, we will be probably still mainlining Daredevil. How do you think you'll watch it? Like, you know, one a day? No, I'm blocking that day off. I'm off that day. I'm blocking it out. I'm going to watch as much as I can until my kids come home, and then I'm going to watch the rest. I have a feeling I'm I may take a this sounds really crazy but just because I've been working crazy hours and haven't had much time off I may actually take a, a PTO day and just chill and watch what and just mainline it and just watch it all right on in fact I'm gonna go a step further on the 11th my wife and I are taking a bus trip into New York City I will have my phone and I'll watch the rest whatever I missed I'll watch on the bus how funny <laughs> does your wife know this I don't think she'll care. Not for the bus, bus the bus ride part of it. <laughs> Once I get there, I'll have to put the phone away. And part of it is to soak. But maybe we'll go to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, there you go. Part of it is to soak it all in. Part of it, I think, is just to avoid any kind of spoiler talk, and then to kind of give it its once, give it its once through, and then you know when we, however we decide to cover it for the show it won't be so fresh. Like I'll be able to kind of watch it again and be able to catch the, you know, catch the little things. Cause the first time I see it, I know I'm just going to be kind of, you know, taking it all in. It's going to be new and fresh. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, when, you know, when you think of, when you think of it, it's, it's not a TV season, but it's like five movies. Sure. You know, so it's a lot of content. I mean, I look at things like house of cards and I watched, I guess maybe it took me two weeks to watch House of Cards, uh, and a lot of that was like on the weekend when I was just kind of piddling around the house doing this and that, uh, you know, kind of having it on. So it was like you know had eighty percent of my attention, I guess. But I, I blew through it pretty quick, and I, I mean it's good, but it's not it's not fantastic. It's not it's not blow it didn't blow me away. So you know, especially if this if this really you know, captivates my attention and really is something special. I, I think it'll be easier to do that. I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be, um, you know, a letdown or a disappointment. Then it may be tougher. And, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't see that. For what we do, you almost have to watch it all twice. Sure. And, and not, I don't even mean to catch everything. I mean, like once to take your notes and analyze this and analyze that and, How's the CGI and what are we seeing? And then another time just to like enjoy it. Yeah, no, I you agree. Know, and, right, and I think that's what you got. I usually don't get to watch the Agents of Shield episodes twice for this, you know, for our regular show. But I think that's pretty much what you guys do, right? Like just watch it once and then go yep. back and see what I miss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or pay attention a little closer, or you know. Yep, that's that's pretty much exactly it. Yeah. Yep. And we did get a Daredevil motion trailer a new one we did and i'm curious what you guys think because a lot of i've read a few places online where folks were thinking that the reflection in the street of you know it's basically like a motion trailer it's matt murdoch with his cane walking towards you know towards the screen and just kind of stuff going on in the background and you know kingpin giving his his spiel and I guess we should say motion poster. I'm sorry. Right. I think we keep saying motion trailer. Yes. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Yes, that's true. But people are saying in the reflection, they're seeing the more traditional red Daredevil costume. And I, I mean, I blew it up the full, you know, full screen and watched it a couple times and, you know, backed it up and forwarded it and all that kind of stuff. I guess you can make that interpretation if that's what you're looking for. To me, it wasn't obvious. No, 
it 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 was not obvious. It didn't look like a reflection of the suit that he's wearing, which is just a regular old suit. Right. Um, but I didn't see anything that would lead me to believe it was the red costume. You know, like I couldn't make out horns or anything like that in the reflection. So I, I would have to say wishful thinking on that one. Yeah, and it, it could very well be, but I didn't. I, I think it was a bit of a push or a stretch to, to get that out of it. Back on Age of Ultron real quick. Uh, so uh, Joss Whedon was talking to Lorraine Sink, who she does that, what is it, the Inside Marvel? Um, she does that, that like YouTube show or that video podcast. She was part of the uh, the Comic-Con coverage that uh, that John was uh, having a little Twitter fun with. Uh, that was Talbot Stash. I'm sorry, Talbot Stash was having a little fun with uh, <laughs> dur- during Comic-Con, which was, which was hilarious. Uh, but she asked the question, will we be seeing Marvel characters who aren't yet in the preview photos? Are we going to be seeing... Are we going to be seeing other Marvel characters that we've seen in other films or other parts of the universe? Asked Sink, to which Whedon answered simply, yes. So, like speculation's running rampant, people are thinking, oh my god, we're going to be seeing maybe some of the Guardians of the Galaxy, or, you know, we're going to be seeing, you know, brand new characters, maybe Black Panther is going to make an introduction here, maybe we're going to see all these other characters. I think, I'm more of the opinion, and I think, cooler heads maybe prevailing a little bit on this that he was probably talking about Falcon who has been confirmed but not we haven't seen any promotional photos or anything yeah. with him but we also know um Heimdall's in it yes and you know like that's 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 one that fits that description right and then Peggy Carter you know again she's in it yeah yeah and Haley Atwell we haven't seen any any promotional photos we haven't seen any footage we haven't seen anything like that so I'm thinking it's more along those lines, um, but again, I, I guess anything's possible. Now, speaking of those character posters, we did get one for Ultron, but still no Vision. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And th- it's funny because there was a lot of jokes around the internet because it's it's the typical facing away, looking behind your back pose for Ultron. Right. Um, and they they kind of pulled up like 16 other posters that all have that same look to it yeah yeah i think he has the same pose as widow actually right yeah and just like the the one from incredible hulk where it's banner walking away and the hulk facing forward and yeah and i think even even winter soldier i think it it's it's it was one i mean it just yeah you know yeah i'm disappointed by uninspired movie posters which i think we beat that to death a couple weeks ago but uh but that's my deal we got spoiled by the uh, Winter Soldier posters. There were some great posters for Winter Soldier. If I remember correctly. I think those are all character shots too, though. Nah, there was a couple good painted posters that one too, I thought. Oh, the Mondo one. The Mondo one, one yeah. That. yeah. The, you mean the one I have hanging on my wall behind me Shut as up. I record this Moving podcast? Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so Civil War... Looks, word is it starts shooting in two weeks, which lines up with what we've heard. I think we've heard April. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. So two weeks is is April. Um, I guess according to a casting call or a casting sheet, uh, they're they're saying there's like an official synopsis out. I don't think this has come from Marvel, but what I'm hearing is, uh, following the events of Age of Ultron, the collective governments of the world pass an act designed to regulate all superhuman activity. This polarizes opinion amongst the Avengers, causing two factions to side with Iron Man or Captain America, which causes an epic battle between former allies. The eternal battle of peanut butter chocolate. Yes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Or the better Sherlock. Better Sherlock, that's right. Did they do a taste great, less filling one? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Get on that before this episode posts, otherwise somebody's going to snag that. Somebody's going to grab it, yeah. Uh, that's I, that's really all the news I have. I don't I don't really have anything else. There hasn't been, you know, we haven't had any any big announcements. There hasn't been any more news on, uh, you know, other than this new motion poster from the Daredevil or the the Jessica Jones side or any of the Netflix stuff. You know, of course, the new footage, uh, you know, we got from Age of Ultron that just you know has me more excited than ever. Uh, and and just this little bit on Civil War, but other than that, there really isn't much more news. Which I guess is good. We've been pretty chock full of news. 
the last few weeks, even though we thought it'd be kind of a quiet time. Yeah. Sounds like this is the episode that we could have used some extra news. I think so. Uh, so I guess we can get into one of us. One of us. One of us. I mean, I, I guess I'll start. I, I didn't dislike it at all. Like I, I felt like it flowed pretty well. I think if you stop and think about a lot of the stuff that is happening, it gets worse. Um, like the villains, like I, I kind of liked Cal's crazy gang of villains just because he's so off center. So that's the kind of group of villains like he would assemble. Sure. You know, I liked it in that regard, but then when you really think about the villains, you know, uh, Drea Di Matteo, what was she exactly? Drea she... De Ma Scissorhands. And and the she really didn't have any power, right? She just no glued John John metal John. nails. She permanently grafted <laughs> permanently. Yeah. Yes, that's they weren't any press her, on her fingers. <laughs> you know, yeah, I get that. Why didn't she kill the boyfriend like with a knife? Yeah, I I, I don't know. But um, and I you know what I loved her on Sopranos, but when you look at her now, that seems like a lifetime ago. She was on Joey too, wasn't she? I don't know. Yes, she was. She was. I'm happy to say I don't know. She was Joey's sister. Um, and she was on Sons of Anarchy more recently, and I didn't like that character, but I do like the actress. I think she like does a good job. Uh, but you know, this was just a weird sort of cameo or 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 whatever. Yeah, I just her. and it just it looked hokey, and I guess that maybe that's what took me out of it. I mean, even when they showed a close up, it was like a weird. Yeah, like they could have just made her like, um, like claws or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, they were like tiny little knives. Yeah, but really, that's what that's what kind of bugged me about that one. Not enough to, to care, but it just. If Shield can capture her, if Shield can do all these different things, fine, put her on the watch list. But why couldn't they have just removed the knives? Even if they, they left the attachment to her fingernail, just remove the knife itself. I, 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 I don't know. There's something about that didn't didn't it felt either forced or yeah. lazy, I guess is the best word. Yeah, yeah. They could have done like even like Lady Deathstrike in the X-Men where they were little, literally her fingernails that kind of – you know, came in and out. And I think, you know, from a cost perspective, I don't think it would have been that, that much, but yeah, there's any, I, I we're kind of belaboring it, but it, yeah, it just really kind of took me out of it. I mean, I think if, you know, you can get past a lot of it if the design was better. Yeah. Like, like in this instance, it was really the design that bothered me. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. They were like tiny little, like kitchen knives and they were sideways on her on her fingertips they weren't even like facing the right way yeah <laughs> it's it's hard to explain what i'm trying to say but you know what i mean listeners. yeah yes anyway we spent more time on it than they did and they probably did so we can move on yeah and i didn't really like the crazy mob enforcer guy like i i don't know they should have just, like, why wouldn't you make him, like, a Bane, like, just huge, muscular, crazy guy? Yeah. Like, they went with the little, weird-looking dude. That seemed strange. I thought the hacker guy was okay. Like, he looked like, that's what a hacker would look like, sure. you know? Uh, and I did. He was while... probably the most believable one of all of them. Yeah. But I did really like the screamer. I like <laughs> when he finally got the Hannibal Lecter mask off. Yeah. I thought the effect of the scream yeah. worked really well, and uh, when the, all those birds hit the ground, I thought that was awesome. Now, are you, am I the only one who thought Black Bolt with him at first? No. Well, yeah, I mean, it's I I, didn't, I never thought he was Black. No, Bolt, I but didn't, but I was just thinking similar. of Black. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The power is is pretty similar. I mean, he was he was another at what Simmons would call enhanced human. He's not an inhuman because he we got it from a uh, a drug of some kind, but. Yeah, and they're making a clear distinction with that. And and now I think that was this, one of the driving points of this, of this episode was to learn more about Sky, but also to, again, they're starting to define inhuman. It started with Fitz using the word, but now Simmons is starting to understand, like, wait a minute, there's the index, but gifted is, isn't the right term. Right. Uh, so they got to 
you know, they've got to get more specific. And so she's on the right track, you know, getting this enhanced human with a Mike Peterson or um, Ango or Argo, whatever his name was, Screamer guy. Uh, but now they still need to figure out how, what to call or even how to quantify someone like Sky or Reyna. And the and I think they just now realize it's, it's bigger than those two with when Gordon showed up at that in that episode. But even him, they don't understand at all. They only saw a very little bit of him because he couldn't have been there more than a second or two. Right. And and for uh, for reference, I guess Angar the Screamer is a comic character. Um, Carla Fay Gideon is a comic book character, but much different than the Drea Di Matteo okay. character. Yes. She probably only shares the name. Correct. Um, and they've and, done that before too. Yeah, yeah. And the two other dudes were brand new, as far as I can find. Yeah, Wendell Wendell Levi and Francis Noche were are not comic characters. Um, but yeah, Angar goes back to Daredevil 100 from 73, so he's been around for a little bit. Yeah. That actually, that whole bit actually worked for me, besides the part where she had to use her nails to cut the thing off his face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the rest of it was, was fine. I actually, again, I thought that effect is pretty well done. I don't like the effect of, um, what, are, what are we calling the guy with no eyes? Well, his, name is, his name is Gordon. Gordon. Gordon, Gidden, you're sorry. Gordon, yeah, yeah. Gordon. Okay, yeah, from the comics, I think they have a name for, not the Watcher, the, uh... Anyway. Oh, is he, a, is he a guy? Yeah, he's a guy. Um, He's a new guy, too. He hunts in humans. Damn it. All right, we'll, we'll get back on that. But, um... <laughs> I don't like the effect of his eyes. I can tell it's like a CGI blur. Yes. You know, and this was the first time I saw that. Yeah. Uh, it, that threw me off because the other few times we've seen him, it was either wasn't as close up or it was just something was different about it that it I I bought it more this time. I, you're right. I didn't quite buy it as well this time. It seems like when they do a close up of his face, it is makeup, and when they're shooting him like from a regular shot, distance, yeah. moving around, they just use like a blur effect. That's how it comes off for me. Maybe, yeah. I mean, he's still got to be able to see, so they must do some kind of combination, probably, of prosthetic and effect work to finish it off. The Reader is the name that I was trying to remember. Yeah. yeah and I think I think we came up with him as a possibility yes, when we first we met him at the end of the, the mid-season finale, yeah. We did, yeah. I, th- I thought, again, we get reinforcement from Bobby that she called the the Quinjet the Quinjet. I mean, obviously we've heard that before, but every yeah. time they do that, it just kind of makes me smile a little bit. Yeah. That we're getting that. They referred to Coulson as a door-to-door salesman, which I thought that was funny. Yeah. Because it kind of fits. But damn it, they, they had a great opening. They got him inside a coffee shop. They just could have drove it home <laughs> and given me a damn fine coffee line. You're right. Something. They were in the diner. That's right. Something. Ken and I are not going to stop until until it no, happens. No, I want it. I want my Twin Peaks reference. This just writes itself. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it'll happen. I have I have faith it'll happen. And that was pretty funny. Him and all those nuts sitting around the diner. Like I got a chuckle out of that. Yeah. Hey, and then ju- they gave yeah. the brief. You know, he like flipped out for a second. He lost it, and you were starting to get a little glimpse of that. Jekyll and Hyde yep. that we really haven't seen yet. No. I was going to say, John, um, you've read a little bit more about him or read more of him, I think, than than, than certainly I have. Um, we got a little more background on him this time around. He talked about how he turned to chemistry and how he's trying to enhance himself. I wasn't too clear if he was doing it because he wanted to be more like his wife and her people or because or other reasons. Um, how's that jive with what the, we know from him from the comics? <sighs> I don't know that I've ever gone back to the origin of him in the comics. It, the Thunderbolt stuff that I've read recently with that character, um, he's more he's more Hyde than Jekyll. He's usually in that form of the uh, giant beast guy, and it's a physical transformation. Like, it's not just a guy that flips out and gets really yeah. angry. And, and I still don't... I still think we might still get that. I think they're still right. hiding that from us. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possible. I, I'm not sure about the origin of why he did it, though. I was under the understanding that it was just like, you know, experiments gone wrong type of stuff. 
You know, he may sound like he, he he experimented, but he's continuing to, trying to, as he said, perfect the formula. Yeah, that I don't ever remember from the comics. He was pretty happy to be... The, the Hyde form thinks he's superior than the Jekyll form. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts, really good stuff. Time travel-y stuff, and... Uh, yeah, agree. A lot of characters that are going to be popping up. Crossbones. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and I remember during the press run for uh for Guardians, James Gunn had said or said he was talking to Kevin Feige that he would love to do a a Thunderbolts uh a movie. And it's like Feige said basically if Guardians as well, you could pretty much do anything you want. <laughs> yeah. So there's hope. <laughs> and I, I think we talked about this way back when, when the casting or not the casting, when the character was announced, um, you know, Baron Zemo will be in Civil War, right, Russ? Yes, yeah, Civil War. Right, and Baron Zemo is a, a huge Thunderbolts character. So oh, cool. right off the bat, we have Zemo and uh, and Crossbones, at least. Yeah, I think it would fit, it would fit nicely, and especially if, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know if the Suicide Squad movie doing well or doing poorly would either push them towards or away. But I think at this point, because the phase three slate is pretty solid that if we were to see that it would probably be further, definitely further out, but, uh, you know, and I think it's like Ken was saying about the quote, like, I don't think they're afraid of anything anymore. No, I don't think they wait to see what any movies make or what <laughs> true. Yeah. They, they're just full steam ahead. But I think that could be a good franchise opportunity for them you know, post phase three, like if they're looking for something else that they could kind of come back to, uh, you know, kind of like guardians where it's something a little different than the regular superhero fair that they can, you know, not be so tied down to having a set cast or long-term contracts or whatever. Cause that team is, is fluid. You know, you can pull people in and push people out kind of at will. Right. So that'd be nice. Uh, so the may, the other big part of this story was the stuff with, with May and her and her ex. Um, and I, I thought I thought that stuff was fine. I thought it worked uh, better than I thought, actually. I wasn't uh, I was I was curious how they were going to shoehorn Blair Underwood's character in and whether he would feel like he would he, he was kind of a fit um, or not. And uh, and he actually fit pretty well. I, I kind of. It serves well to kind of soften May up a little bit, and I and it, it then I, I think maybe the unintended consequence of that was it actually gave us a little more Fitz and Simmons banter back, which we haven't seen in a very long time. Uh, you know, when Fitz was kind of listening in, and then kind of went back to Simmons, and they kind of had their little gossip session uh, about the fact that she can't cook, and you know, the fact that he, you know, it's almost she like laughed, made her smile, all that. Yeah, 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 like. Like May has a flaw. Like she, she, you know, the the fact that she can't cook is like the only flaw that she know that they know of as as far as her her character goes. I kind of got a laugh out of the fact that May's uh, ex husband is a psychiatrist. Yes, you know, like can you get any more like withdrawn and you know have all of these psychological problems? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say psychological problems, but she's like a psychiatrist dream sure. to study. And uh, that probably didn't go so well and for a marriage. Yeah, I mean, they even kind of make the point of the whole opposites attract thing. It's like the fact that, you know, it's somebody that listens to people talk for a living is, is married to somebody that never talks. Uh, yep. But they made it almost sound, too, like before the whole cavalry thing that she was a different person. That That... You know, that's what changed or something. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was kind of the uh, that drove them apart or that finished it out. And I like the fact that you know he kind of rubs it in her face a little bit that her mother still likes him. You know that that you know she's the one that called you know to say that she was still alive and uh, you know he went over there for dinner and stuff like that. I thought that was kind of funny. I think a couple of times on this show. They've made a move with a character, and it like it makes me like the character more or less. Like for instance, uh, you know, with Ward, like when Ward went Hydra, he all of a sudden became a better character. Sure, you yeah. know, in my opinion, at least. Um, when Fitz came back in season two with the issues, 
I like the character less now than I originally liked Fitz, you know, in season one. And going along with that, I like Mac less now. I liked yeah. Mac better as just the, like, heavy-hitting mechanic dude, knew how to have a beer and talk to Fitz and, like, be a regular guy. And now the whole Bobby angle with the, you know, secret job they're on and everything, I just like him less now. See, what what I liked about this episode was basically how he's trying to resolve this thing with, with Hunter. I mean, he's he's letting Hunter not cool down, but basically well, basically cool down and, and, you know, say, yeah, you know what, you're right. We lied to you. And here's what's really going on. And then he shows him what's really what's up. And now he's going to leave it to others probably to try to get him recruited. Um but but that whole thing with Mac and Bobby and Hunter and and who they're working for, of all the things we speculated, I never saw this coming. But it makes sense. It makes perfect sense there to be this other faction out there. And that third shield logo was shown somewhere. I was gonna say, well, it it reminds me of the shield logo that was kind of freestanding in the Triskelion, yes, in Captain America because it was definitely had that more. Narr- a narrower shape, yes, um, than the round shield. That's the that's the, that definitely, but but more than that, just the general shield shape itself. Um, I don't know if I just reminds me because it's similar to what you might find on a on a special forces uniform, like a, a real like a ranger uniform, right. or if it was something we have seen in either, either in the comics or elsewhere. A little more tactical. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I, I like it. I. It's funny, I'm, as I was watching this and I, I was writing down my notes, one of the things I had was the whole secrecy thing. So, you know, every time they would cut to Mac and Hunter, he would be real coy about what was going on. And Hunter would try and, you know, was trying to escape and he's just kind of handcuffed to the sink. And they kept going back to it. And I was just like, I hate that storytelling trope to me is so cliched and so outdated at this point. The whole stringing you along you know where characters something always happens where one character can't tell the other character what's really going on that that whole thing or people jumping to conclusions and like it it just gets a little old and and i was really concerned with that with this so the fact that they resolved it within this episode i think was a good thing because if they would have drugged this on for a couple more episodes i really would it would really start to annoy me you know, and I'm at the point with this with this season, at least, to even stop being concerned about that because they haven't let, and we've talked about this, I can't tell you how many times. You're right. They have not let anything drag on more than an episode or two. They have been constantly keeping it moving all season long, and this is no different. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that and that's funny because after it happened, I'm like, why why was that even a concern for me? Because, like you said, they, they haven't let us down that path this season. Or last season, even. I mean, it you know a little, well, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit up until but, Captain America came out. Then they started moving. But there was a a very very valid reason for that. I mean, that, but there that, was a there was a valid reason. They were definitely, uh, uh, and we speculated on this earlier in the season. Were they doing this to kind of make up for last season? Yeah, yeah. Even way, so let's talk about this. Yeah. So not only do we have, you know, Colson's shield, you know, risen from the ashes with the blessing of Nick Fury and with his resources, but there's another set of agents who started their own shield, the quote-unquote real shield. Um, and, and we got to see what do they know, what are they part of. It sounds like from the way Mac has been concerned with the alien and, and uh, superhero or, or special abilities angle that that's not what this other team is about. They're more grounded and just that just tells me they're less prepared for what's really out there. Yeah, and it made me think that uh, my first thought was, did Fury steal the toolbox? You know, or, you know, is the toolbox some sort of intel that he gathered from this other group because they're up to stuff that he doesn't believe in? He delivers that to Coulson. You know, so Coulson unwittingly started this splinter faction you know, yeah, not so, even knowing well, that it well, wasn't which, really Well, which sexy. one's the real shield? That's what it comes right. down to. You know, that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. Um, and, and well, yeah. I mean, you would think the one that the director started would be the real one, and the other guys are probably like the delusional ones. Well, or... how, how many people do you think really know Fury is alive? 
I mean, there may not be that many people within S.H.I.E.L.D. who saw him or knew he was at the Triskelion. He's trying to still lay low and let people think he's dead. So for all we know, they're doing this on their own because that's all they know to, know to do, and they don't know that Fury's actually alive. We don't. They, do we know who knows that Coulson's even alive? At this point, who knows? Um, I, everybody in Shield except the Avengers, it sounds like. But it's it's. I mean that that secret's going to get a little harder to keep the the more we go go further the further we go along. Um, I have to say. I didn't dislike any of the little angles that they went on, you know, because we get another one on the tag on uh, the little tag on clip. Now we have Cal visiting, you know, a secret inhuman, inhuman I guess, inhuman, that, inhuman base where he right. must have done whatever it is he does and tore the room apart. Right. And uh, but he's he's basically being contained now by the inhumans because uh, they don't like the attention he's drawing to them. Yeah. And, and it seemed like who he was going to meet there at the end made Cal nervous. It, like, it seemed to me that he knew who it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I got, like, I thought that was cool, and I thought the real shield bit was cool. But I almost got, like, a little lost vibe. And not a good lost vibe. A frustrating lost vibe. Like, they're going in so many different directions right now. Well, eventually, and I think I called this at the beginning of the season too, eventually we're going to have to get to a point where the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and these factions are going to start to join forces. How that's going to lay out, I don't know. I think Hydra is not off the, t- the table, but silenced for for now. Um, I think Ward is going to be back in the next episode. Yeah. We'll find out more about this other shield and our shield, and then, of course, the Inhumans. Who's going to team up with who? I, I have no idea. At, um, at this point, but we also yeah. Go ahead, Russ. I was gonna say at this point, I, I was not a fan. I, I'll just say I was not a fan of this whole. Oh, we're working for the real Shield. Uh, I thought the logo was cool. Uh, I, I'm intrigued by the fact that it's going to be Edward James almost that's in in charge of the director of this faction. I, I just, I just spoiler. Oh, sorry. Oh, you guys. No, I'm sure everybody knows yeah. at this point. I was just being a jerk. No, that's right. <laughs> uh, so. I just, I don't know. I, it just really threw me off, and I was like, I, I don't know. I Almost eye-rolly. I just, I don't know. Just something just something feels off with it. Now, if they find a good way to tie this into Age of Ultron, uh, then it could, it could end up being one of those things that is genius. That's where I was going. Is this going to be the beginning of the seed that will be played on in, in Age of Ultron? And maybe this uh, is, you know, part of Fury's plan, right? Like, he set both both of them up separately so that way you know maybe maybe as a check and a balance against each other you know i i don't know um yeah maybe i don't know i'm really curious uh how this works maybe that's why they're after fury's toolboxes um you know maybe they're trying to to make sure that that fury really meant for colson to be back in charge I, I don't know it just it just seems like bobby and mac would know that, well, I guess they don't have any firsthand knowledge that Fury actually did put him, you know, quote unquote, back in charge. But I guess at this point, at that point, Fury was considered dead and still is considered dead. So, yeah. And don't forget, uh, Coulson's infrastructure is a lot bigger than just the agents that are with him or the individual agents that are scattered throughout the world. I mean, they made mention a week or two ago of how the SciTech division is working on new icers. There's more. Yeah. There's more stuff going on. So, so there's a pretty significant infrastructure in place right now that Coulson has uh, control over. You know, so you take all that and you put it up against whatever this other faction has. There, there's a lot of chaos that has to be resolved here. Yeah, and maybe yeah, I don't know if Talbot plays into this, but I would think at this point, if Talbot played into it, we would he would have made it a little more known, like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm really intrigued, but I, I, I will say I'm very skeptical of, of this path. I, I wasn't like yeah, right Coulson's off. Been, say Colson's been pretty noisy to the point where yeah. like Talbot knows who, are, where, who he's out there. The senator uh, Ward's brother, when he was alive, you know, knew about them. You know, so this other Shield team definitely did know about him. But how is it nobody knew about them? Yeah. Or they were just being more covert, letting letting Coulson do what he needed to do, and they were just watching him from a distance with their agents in place. Because Mac was there from the beginning of the season. 
Um, Hartley was part of the team. That other agent that died with Hartley, I think, was part of the team. Yes. At, le- at least Hartley was. Um, Hunter, of course, was not. And um, Bobby, um, I know she, she was in Hydra. Right. But was she there under Coulson's orders from the very beginning? They, that's what they made it sound, yeah. That's what it sounded like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really... Like I said, I'm really intrigued by this to figure out what's going on. And maybe, the, you know, what they say is that this faction knew about the Hydra infestation prior to Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier. So maybe this, you know, quote unquote, real shield has been in existence for a while now. Like this isn't a new thing that's They're popped preparing up. For, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I like I said, I remain somewhat skeptical, but... Uh, you know, overall, they I think they're they're moving in the show's moving in a right direction. I think overall, they've they've I've been more satisfied than not satisfied. So I need to. I think part of it is I just need to chill out a little bit and give them the benefit of the yeah. doubt. But yeah, but yeah, just something like yeah, I didn't get a really good vibe about it right off the bat. I will say that. Well, it definitely saved the episode for me and gave me something to be excited about. Yeah, um, the rest of it was just a lot of oh. There was something that did come out of the other ones to a degree. We're starting to get um, a little more insight into Sky's powers, but we're almost at having her gauntlets. Yep. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, they're definitely. You know, they're they talked about putting casts on her and the micro fractures in her arms, so she's going to need something. Yep. Um, we're never going to see as cool a pair as in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's what I took from that whole thing. You know, she thought she was controlling it. She was really directing it inward. When she had that really bad tremor, that's when she basically broke her arms. But the key there was that, okay, fine, she was directing it inward, but she was still able to direct it and control it to a degree. If she can get control of that and fine-tune that, she'll really have control of her powers. She, I mean, this proves that she can uh, direct it or otherwise uh, affect how her power Manifesto. She just needs to train that. Yeah, there's. It, I don't know if you guys have seen the scene for next week's episode. No. Um. I, I won't. I won't get too spoilery. But basically, there's a scene between uh, Fitz Simmons and Sky, and they have this discussion uh, specifically about how she's recovering and you know what it means for her. And it's funny. They even there, there's a there's a lot of uh, mention of the Avengers. You know, Captain America and the Hulk specifically. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. A, it's, it's good. More Fitzsimmons banter like we got in this episode. So I like that we're kind of maybe heading back, uh, in that direction, but, but they're not hitting us over the head with it. Uh, so I, I think after next week, we may see that, uh, that, that they're moving closer in that direction of, of this whole gauntlet thing, or at least something that resembles that. Yeah, the thing about the the gauntlets is, you know, they look they look really cool in comic book art, but they're like they're like giant robot hands. You yes. know, they almost look like what Drea DiMatteo's character started with before they cut them off yeah. and and revealed her hands. So like, you know, she'd never be able to hold anything. She wouldn't be able to like fire a gun. You know, it would be like giant Mickey Mouse uh, hands, or you know, yeah. No, I agree It'd with you. It'd be like there. baseball mascot hands, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Yeah. Uh it just doesn't work for live television. So they're going to have to come up with some you know modification. Yeah, I almost no, it's something I almost think they'd do something like maybe like racing gloves or something where it would just be made out of some kind of crazy uh you know material or polymer or something like that that would that would do it or and something she could take off and put on cuz yeah, in a in a comic it looks cool to have these bulky things on that that are neat looking yeah. but in a tv show yeah you can't walk around the character can't walk around with that 20 you know all the time but right i'm just i'm just thinking it's gonna be something more like um you know if you imagine her power like just think of her arms and imagine her power emanating off her arms in these waves wearing something that's gonna allow it to just kind of direct its way out through her hands and direct it through her fingertips that's kind of what i'm thinking this is gonna end up being uh and it's just gonna be a way for her to really um concentrate and focus uh, how her ability comes out. Yeah, I, I agree. But we'll see. It, it's just, you know, it's, we're on that track. You know, we'll see how long it takes us to get there. But again, it's, it's we're what, three episodes in, so. Sure. It's going quick. As long as they look better than the uh, Deathlock equipment. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has to look better than catcher's equipment. Or uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No bueno. I think we'll be okay there. Uh I think we hit the high points. Yeah, I don't really have much else in terms of notes. I mean that that pretty much oh uh I guess the one little tidbit we got was that Colson's from Manitowoc, Wisconsin, and his father passed away when he was nine years old and used to be a high school football coach. So, uh, so I guess we get a little more insight in, into Colson. Right. Not that that was, you know, overwhelmingly revelatory. I mean, it was like, okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, no. And it looks like uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. comic book is going to further, you know, connect the universes. Um, I think we're all looking at the same blog here. But it looks like Daisy's going to show up in the S.H.I.E.L.D. comic and Coulson is going to help her deal with her father. You know, and the the cover is uh, Daisy, you know, and Mr. Hyde. You know, on on the same cover, and I wonder if she'll be Sky at all in the comic, or if she's just going to be known as Daisy Johnson, which is how it always was right. before the show. Yeah, it'd be funny if Hyde calls her Sky and everybody else calls her Daisy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very uh, interesting to me how they're going to like how far they'll go to connect these universes to just make it more. You know, do they want? Are they still going for like, hey, maybe some people that watch the show want to read the comics, so we have to make them sync up a little better? Or are they not even? You know, that's what we always used to think, and now we've kind of gone to the side of they don't care. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's going to sell what fifteen thousand issues, thirty thousand issues, and a million whatever people watch the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it'll be like anything else; it'll it'll taper. You know, maybe they'll do a loot crate or something and put it in there and sell 200000 one month or something like that. But, but, yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got as far as my notes goes in this episode. I mean, I I guess for me, I'd rate it probably like three. Um, you know, again, it, it, it wasn't bad. I, I think I'm, I'm being a little more harsh on it than uh, than in than I should, but it just seemed a little all over the place. I wasn't inspired by the, the, I was inspired by the fact that, uh, that Cal put a team together, but I just wasn't inspired by the team he put together. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can go with that. I'd probably go three and a half. I liked it a little bit, a little bit more. I I thought I got some chuckles out of it and stuff. I, I mean, I'm thinking it's not the worst episode I've seen. But I'm going to give it a three, which for all I know is the lowest rating I've ever given, just because it just it left me pretty cold. I mean, for those except for those couple of moments at the very end, I was pretty cold uh, on the whole episode. Uh, I wanted more, darn it. <laughs> well, you were coming down off a crazy flash episode, you know. And as much as I don't <laughs> want to be that guy, um, I mean, I didn't watch Arrow for the longest time because I didn't want to not like Shield because it wasn't Arrow seems like everybody said they didn't like S.H.I.E.L.D. They kept comparing it to Arrow. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch Arrow because I don't want to not like S.H.I.E.L.D. But uh, that's really what it was, I think. I mean, I just came out with this great Flash episode, and this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was probably good, all things considered. It just was I, – I was, I was on a pretty big Flash high. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were. Yep. Uh, so I guess before we devolve into uh, too much DC talk, I guess we got a, we got a little bit of feedback – uh, this week, uh, got a couple more iTunes reviews. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like three new iTunes reviews that we've gotten in, in the last week. So all, all five star ratings, uh, one from matrix pro who says, love the podcast started listening to it a little bit later in the game, but it went back and listened to all the shows from the beginning and they're great. Um, they're a bunch of podcasters are out there for the MCU, but the thing that makes me love, uh, but the thing that I think makes me love Marvel and sets them apart is the connected universe, and that's just what these guys focus on. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Stephen Williams said, I stumbled upon this app randomly, but I am so glad I did. It is a weekly highlight for me. The podcast has done 
um, is done. So it provides me reviews for the latest in Marvel Cinematic Universe, a must listen if you want to stay up to date on the connections. This will enhance your viewing experience. Keep up the great work. Thanks to everyone. The uh, the iTunes reviews are great. Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty sure it's the magic key to having a uh, upfront spot on their highlighted pages and stuff. So, Indeed. and keep them coming because uh, you know, as we announced last week, we had a contest winner uh, that I, I reached out to uh, today, and I'll be sending him his stuff out directly. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of just random stuff in the in the prize closets in our own houses that just are you know taking up space or you know we see you know deals we come across and stuff like that so we're always throwing like digital codes for movies or for comics or uh you know random you know toys or whatever that we have laying around so uh so yeah fill, go on fill out an itunes review and uh and occasionally we'll we'll just pull one out of a hat and send you something cool yes uh, let's see. When is my Marvel Collector Core coming? Soon. Uh, I you said April, right? There was like no date in April. It's just April. It just said April. Yeah, I'm not sure when it actually ships. Uh, but yeah, I'll be might getting. Be the, might be the end of April then, because that's when like the loot crates and stuff do. They they send it at the end of the month. That's for. I'm just guessing. I don't know that, but yeah, I would. I would... And that would match up with May Ultron release, and it's mm-hmm. an Ultron pack, and yeah. Yeah, there you go. I will definitely be getting one as well. So, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll have plenty to to say on that subject. Yeah. Uh, when I'll either give it away or sell it on eBay. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fine line. Um, we've got a little bit of Twitter feedback. Uh, so this one's Facebook too. Yeah, Facebook as well. Uh, so Suburban Hood. Uh, says, I have a theory. S.H.I.E.L.D. putting all the Inhumans on the list will lead the split between Cap and Iron Man in Civil War. I I think, I mean, A, we got a little bit of that synopsis that we talked about earlier from Civil War. I think in a, in, in a way he's right, just in the fact that one is going to be okay with the, with the government or world governments taking a heavy hand in what, uh, what superheroes can do or what, you know, gifted people can do. Or how the government reacts to gifted people, um, but I I don't know that that specifically is going to be called out. I, I think it's going to be really focused, character focused. I think it's going to be you know focused on you know Steve believing one way and Tony believing another, um, just because of the climate in general. I don't I don't, I don't know that uh, that they'll they'll call that out specifically, but I think again all this stuff because it is all connected. Uh, will hey yay will lead to the, the you know the perceived legislation that we'll see in civil war. When is the Inhumans movie? 2018? Is that one that got bumped by a few months to it, accommodate it, Spider-Man too? It, it did. It got it, well everything got bumped. Yeah, from from Spider-Man everything got bumped back. So it was going to show up between So that was I think I think this one now is after uh I think this was I think it, it I was between is... the two event, the two Avengers: Infinity Wars. Yeah, so I think it was going to be originally November of 2018, and now I think it's November 2019. Wow. So I don't think they're going to do any. I don't. I still can't figure it out, and I'm sure Kevin Feige knows exactly what he's doing. They introduced the Inhumans now in this television show, but the movie is not coming out until 2018 or 19. Yeah, July 12th, 2019. So yeah, it pushed six months. It was going to be it was going to be November 2018, and it and it pushed right. to July. So I can't decide if the Inhumans are going to be like a storyline that continues in Agents of Shield until the movie. Or if it's going to disappear for a couple of years and come back in the movie, that's you know I just I just don't know I don't see it connecting into Civil War. It's like too soon. Yeah, I mean at this point, Shield Agents of Shield would be at the end of season or midway through season six by the time the Inhumans come out. <laughs> Yikes! So I. I mean, I don't. I think it'll get renewed for season three, but I don't know that it's going to make it six seasons. I don't know if this podcast is going to make it six seasons. <laughs> I am committed through the Iron Fist Netflix show. Well, that's 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 got some time ahead of us to wait too, though. So, 
That's as far as I will. That's the third one, right? Project. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We still do not have an Iron Fist, by the way. No, we don't. Iron Fist watch continues. We got nine pictures of Jessica Jones sitting on steps. (laughs) (laughs) But not one piece of Iron Fist news. Uh, Not even a tattoo. Nothing. Bitter much. Dragon tattoo. Uh, That's a totally different movie, Ken. <laughs> nah, doesn't he have a dragon thing on his chest? Right now? <laughs> yes, dragon tattoo. Oh, you son of a books. Yeah, so we got a few Facebook comments. Uh, so our our longtime listener, podcasting buddy uh, Lucas King asked, uh, "Did I see Cap have a magnet now to pick up the shield from the ground? Is this new?" Uh, the answer to that question is no. I mean, new for the movie universe, but not new for the comic universe. Tony introduced this way, way, way back. I think in the Kirby. Avengers days from, from, from way back. Um, I, I don't look at it as more as a, as a thing that's going to control the shield or bring it back. I think it's just more of a, having a way to hang on to it without having the straps. Um, Maybe. And that's never been the reason why he can get it back. No. Right. He just has the ricochet throwing angles yeah. and it always comes back. Yeah. To him. Yeah. It's that coordinated. Yeah. Um, so I got a few more from Mary Kirk. She said, okay, I really dislike something for the first time in Age of Sealed. The razor claws were just awful. Yep. Yeah, we, we pretty much beat we that. We were all right there with you. Beat that one. Um, she did love Blair Underwood as the ex-Mr. May. Yep. Um, and the chemistry they had together. Uh, she said, love it when Kyle Chandler, I think she meant uh, Kyle McLaughlin, because Kyle Chandler was, uh, the guy from Friday Night Lights. Uh, went totally over the top as Cal. Disappointment was taken by surprise when the eyeless man bamfed in and grabbed him, and that perfect line, you aren't one of us, you are just a science experiment. Uh, I would like to place a small wager on my belief that uh, that his wife slash Sky's mom turns out to still be alive. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think I think she's uh I think she's done dealing. Really? You're you will sit there and honestly tell me that you believe that Trip is particle man and human and bring him to that Self back together, but Sky's mom couldn't regenerate. She has no organs. <laughs> Neither did Wolverine, and he got better. No, I, I think you're right. I think she's. Yeah. I think she's gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, said on the whole, this was her least favorite episode of the entire season, but they pulled off just enough overall that I did still like it. Uh, this real shield thing has me very intrigued, but at the same time, a little disappointed that it wasn't more recognizable entity from the comics. However, almost makes everything better, so I'm ready to see what they do. Yep. Um, right I there think that you. mirrors our feelings pretty well. I think it does, yeah. yeah. Um, she had a little bit to say about the Age of Ultron spot. She said, did you see where the new motion picture they have, the Avengers Tower, way off in the background? This is kind of a thing mm-hmm. um, that makes me love Marvel. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we saw the Avengers Tower in the very first shot of the New York skyline in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Episode 1. Um, and then, of course, in Captain America, when the Winter Soldier, when the um, Insight uh, algorithm was 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 get picking its targets, it picked Tony, yep. and you saw a gener- computer generated image of the Avengers Tower with the Avengers A right there, like we see it. We'll see it in the movie. Yep. Again, very cool. Yep. Um, her last comment was just something we talked about last week with Sif. Uh, she said she really wanted Mockingbird and Sif to have a fight. But she would have been perfectly yeah. happy with them just being on in the same room at, on screen together. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Yeah. They were probably never on set together at the same time, I would bet. Probably not. Yeah. Um, so Adam commented, I will give this episode a three out of five stars. I did enjoy Andrew and May and Sky stuff, but the rest of the episode was blah. I was annoyed that Cal was taken away by Nightcrawler wannabe uh, in the middle fight between Coulson's group and Cal's group. Uh, at the end, when Mac said, we are the real S.H.I.E.L.D., I just shook my head in disbelief. Uh, yeah, pretty much what we said and pretty much what you said, Russ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Morse kind of has a has a longer comment here. said he really enjoyed enjoy the episode. It had a real one-off vibe, which is different for the season, which is funny. I didn't really take it as a one-off. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that vibe, personally. Well, one off in that here's his Cal's team, and they lasted for one episode. I, I kind of had the same thing, yeah. 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 Uh, it seemed to kind of bring us to the point that the next episode we'll try try to solve with plot A, while giving us an awesome plot B uh, with the captain of building a team. I've heard you question why Kyle McLaughlin is referred to by that name, and it's because it, it's 
it was because his character's name on How I Met Your Mother, he was amazing. Hmm. Oh, the ca- oh, why they why he's referred to the captain places. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see where they will go with his character and bring him into the Inhuman Society. I can't see them bringing Black Bolt in right now, but I'm wondering if that is who Gordon was referring to when he said, uh, "We'll decide Cal's fate." I I don't. Yeah, think I so. can't. I can't see them using Black Bolt here either. Yeah. No. No. I, yeah. Again, five years until the Inhumans <laughs> movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, lots of hi- subtle five four. Yeah, lots of subtle hints of the comics, like Hal saying he hoped Daisy would have wings. Uh, in the Inhumans, run by Jay Lee and Paul Jenkins, they state how flyers are so rare in the society, and everyone hopes their children end up as flyers. So that was cool. Oh, that's I didn't, oh, very nice. Yeah, I didn't know that's that. cool. Yeah, yeah. I love the uh, the Facebook interaction and the Twitter, of course, as well. Yes. But yep. Uh, so he said, I still think that other group might be S.W.O.R.D., headed up by Admiral Adama himself. Damn it. <laughs> but it would be a different S.W.O.R.D., like I said last week, built from the ashes of S.H.I.E.L.D., like Max said. Uh, my only qualm with the episode was that I, I was upset, uh, and I kept thinking about, was that, uh, uh, oh, uh, was the room Sky was in made of vibranium? Why the heck didn't it absorb all her powers? Uh-huh. I thought the room was made of vibranium. I thought the same thing. That's why they put her in there. Yeah. Yeah. And why would it shake the plane? Uh, I thought that that was the whole point of her being in there, which I thought was brilliant last week to have her in a vibranium room. I don't know why it annoys me so much, but it does. No, that's that's absolutely legit. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact, I remember when she went in there at the end of the episode, I thought the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense why they put her in put her in there. Uh, I did, but I didn't even think about it when uh, it happened, though. Yeah. Overall, solid episode. Rank it four out of five. Um, Once again, the fans uh, have a better idea than the writers. Can you yeah. can you imagine if they walked uh, Hunter back there in the end, and they turn that corner or open that door, or whatever, and it's a sword logo instead of the new shield logo? People oh would God. have lost their minds. It would have totally changed. We'd be saying it was so so until the end, I, and now I'm freaking out. Yeah, that would have that would have made it five out of five for me. Like if if they turned around and there was a woman with green hair, and yes. we saw the sword logo, I I would have been like greatest episode ever. Uh, absolutely. The woman with green hair that Russell refers to is Abigail Brand. Yes. The I guess you would call her. She director uh, or the head of sword. Yeah. Right. I was head looking of sword, for I wish the, they called her though. Director of sword, yes. I guess. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh so th- w- another quick one. He said, Sorry for another comment after that long one, but I just saw the T V spot and I just need to say what are with the funky Wolverine claws that Hawkeye seems to have? Okay. Uh, this I had in my notes. So one of the things that they've this was at the p- portion where Stark was saying that, you know, he provides all the new to- toys that everybody looks cool. I've I've seen other folks that are saying that's a speed loader. So I don't think there were Wolverine claws. I think that was a cool gadget that speed loads his arrows into his quiver. All right. I guess kind of like when you have that cool revolver and you just have the thing that has all the bullets in the round deal and you show yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, just with arrows. That's a good show, too. Yes, a- arrows. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Um, that's all I got for this week. All right. Oh, one other um, one other quick okay. thing. Um, go on and check out the MCU Exchange. Uh, you know we we do a lot of th- a lot of stuff with those guys. Um, and they, they've recently had a, a website redesign that make it's made the site look a little uh, cleaner and sleeker. Um, and Chris has done a lot of work on it. It looks really really sharp. So definitely, definitely check those check those guys out as well as uh, the modern Gaffa, moderngaffa.com, where we have a, a lot of interaction with those guys. Uh, pretty good about pe- posting on Facebook and Twitter and messaging us all the time and stuff like that. So uh, definitely check their site out for a lot of manga and anime influ- influenced uh, stuff going on. But they also um, have some Marvel writers as well. Uh, and don't forget our Patreon campaign. So head on over to patreon.com slash it's all connected, um, where we appreciate everybody's support uh, for the show. Um, again, if you like what we do um, and want to help us support the show to do better and, and greater things, um, please do so. 
Um, as well as don't forget that um, basically 25% of whatever you contribute to the show uh, is going to go to a good cause. Uh, like we said, at the end of every quarter, starting with that June quarter, uh, we'll take that month's totals and send it to, uh, for June, it's going to be Julia's house. Uh, so definitely uh, head on over to patreon.com slash it's all connected uh, and check it out there. Cool. Excellent. Uh, those of you who are listening to this episode probably have already seen that if you head over to our Facebook page, at it's all connected or actually facebook.com slash MCU podcast um, that taste great, less filling civil war meme has made its appearance already. Yay. It's amazing how easy and quick it is to pull those together. You know what? I took a chance and said, hey, uh, Google um, Civil War meme generator. Oh, look, first link. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so head on over to hhwlod.com. We'll have the the episode article link on the main page where you could click it and get all the contact information for the Facebook page, uh, Twitter, phone numbers, emails, uh, links to Patreon campaigns, uh, subscribe links, all that good stuff over at hhwlod.com. So until next week, where I am pretty certain we will have a guest for episode 55, uh, um, I can feel pretty confident about that. Uh, This is Ken, Russ, and John, and you've been listening to It's All Connected. Good night. Good night.